Do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality? How about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made? When was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you? In this era of the mass-produced and disposable, anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing. Maybe it's time for a change, and Spindlecraft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word GEEKS. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me are my co-host, Jacob, Sarah, and Barry. Hey. Hello. Hello. Oh. I think we should be like I think we should do like a barbershop quartet thing. <laughs> Trust me. When all four of us are hearing. Yeah. You don't want to hear my hello, singing, hello, okay? Hello. Trust me. You would hear it one time, you'd be like, that's it, I'm unsubscribing to the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, especially my voice. I will go. All our viewers are right there. It's like, you know what? Right. They just Fix lost that it. idea then. Never mind. Hello. <laughs> all four of us are here, so all right, so we are uh, here to talk about Arcane, uh, an episode or a, a show that debuted what uh, a couple of months ago, and I think everyone can thank Barry for oh. uh, recommending this because I'll be honest, I I didn't even know about the show. It was off the radar, you know. It's off Michael's radar, which is like unheard of to be honest it varies it, it does i mean sometimes i dip in and out of you know knowing what's coming up mm. um sometimes i watch you know a lot of trailers for like what's coming up on netflix well, and i'll be honest with you michael like you know i mean i saw it on netflix you know i'm scrolling through everyone does you know you open it and you're like oh what's new this week or what's you know trending or whatever and i just kept seeing arcane arcane and i was like i don't know you know i've been soured by many many a netflix animation and but you know there was just something about the ad just looked a little you know i watched the trailer and i was like okay this definitely looks different you know so obviously you know once it sucked me in for the first episode i was in so you know i think it's an easy thing to overlook really and then you know word of mouth of course really really pushed it so 
Yeah. We won't, we won't completely fault you, Michael. Well, thank you completely so much fault. for that, yeah. for that, uh, <laughs> for that pass. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's a, a show that dropped on, uh, what, November 6th. Oh, wow. Yeah. November, one? November 6th. And, um, you know, I finally got around to watching it and, and now I really wish I would have seen it when it dropped. Cause, uh, I've, I've just, I've really missed out <laughs> for, <laughs> for the last three months almost. Um, so this, this show was actually supposed to come out a lot, like a long time ago, like then the pandemic hit and it pushed everything back. Of course, like so many movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. So that's why it didn't drop until 2021. Uh, but I think it was supposed to drop probably last year uh, at some point. Uh, but everything got pushed back. So, um, so this this is a show that uh, was it was uh, uh, um, like a Riot Games, which is the ones that create League of Legends, and the studio. Cannot remember the studio right now for legal legal or for uh, the arcane. Um, oh yeah, I can't either. I, it's the, the oh man. Anyway, the studio. <laughs> We're so professional. Uh, right. Yeah, it, it's it's, uh, it's Fortish Production. Fortish, that's what it was. Yeah, Fortish. And um, yeah, so this here is uh, uh, like the two. You know, working together obviously because League of Legends, Riot Games, and the, but they've been, um, you know, they saw that they, I think in twenty fourteen they did like a little clip thing or whatever, and it was this style of animation, and and they were so uh, impressed by it that they said, hey, why don't you do like an actual like series, and thus this is how all this came to be. So you got to think, twenty fourteen was when they around twenty fourteen or so. Uh, they were starting production on this, you know, whole thing. Now I'm sure they had to like figure out the story and write all the scripts and everything. So that probably took a while, but but still, you know, it's a project that took a number of years to actually get done. So uh, this uh, dropped on November sixth, and it was. Uh, Directed by Pascal Charu and Arnaud Delord, all nine episodes. Now the writing credits are pretty extensive. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to go through everybody. Well, I guess I can. So Molly uh, Bickley, uh, Saint John, Ash, Brannon, David Dunn, Christian Link, Nick Luddington, Amanda Overton, Connor She, Ben Saint John, and Alex Yi. Those were all the people that wrote at minimum one episode but but often like many of them were were done uh did all nine episodes uh the cast for this is pretty awesome uh just at least the main characters uh Haley steinfeld as v uh you have harry lloyd if you know that actor he was on game of thrones uh he is uh, victor on here um and then Katie Katie Luang, uh, who was in Harry Potter, uh, she is Caitlin, and Ella Purnell is Jinx. Uh, which those are the only major actors on here that I know of. I don't recognize anybody else, but those are like people that I've seen uh, in other movies. Uh, all right, so 
the runtime for this thing is is six hours and twenty minutes for the all nine episodes. The budget for this it took me a little searching around. Actually, it's a there's no hard data at least, but where I was looking around, I, I finally found someone that said you know they there was a French magazine that estimated that it's like fifty million dollars it costs to make this series Oof. for an animation budget, which is actually pretty big, you know, for an animation yeah. budget. And then, you know, that's not even factoring in marketing costs. So if we do the normal thing where you double the budget, this is a $100 million thing, you know. A box office, of course, there is none, right? It debuted on Netflix, so there's nothing there. Uh, so the plot synopsis for this. So you have uh, this city, right? And... There you've got the underside, right? Which is the you know you've seen this in so many anime movies. Raker, mm-hmm. we could go to uh, Alita Battle Angel, is probably yeah. a great uh, comparison in terms of just that specific element. Or if you want to go for a live action movie, you go with like Elysium with Matt Damon, oh, yeah. right? So it's kind of like a very common thing in like a lot of anime, especially a lot of steampunk. I was just gonna say, yeah. Uh... This is like a very, like a very common thing that you see in terms of setup for the world, right? So you have a city of the underside where all the poor people live, and then uh, in uh, Piltover, you got the upper crusts, all the rich people up on top. You know they get all the the best things, of course, in life. So you have the kind of this this battle, the power for like the soul of the city that's waging between you know the underside and then top side and uh in that you have v and her younger sister uh powder and their uh uh kind of father figure adoptive father figure vander and then an assortment of you know friends and uh, other people and then up top you have uh jace who has uh you know, he's like a scientist. He's discovered these crystals that have power, like they have magic, you know, and he wants to use science to harness this magical power because he thinks he can, you know, harness it and do amazing things with it. And, uh, you know, you have the council up there and, you know, they're totally disconnected and they blame the uh, other side for so many things. And it's just this whole dynamic that goes on. And there's so many characters and so many, you know, major characters, side characters and everything, but uh, there's a lot going on in these nine episodes. And, uh, but ultimately it's the story of these two sisters at the core. It's the story of these two sisters, the love that they share, how that love gets strained, uh, possibly broken. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on here. (laughs) I don't know how else to, you know, like there's so much, you can't really. There's a metric ton going on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right, so let's do this. Uh, Raker, why don't you start off? Then we'll go to Sarah, uh, Jacob, and then I'll finish it off. Give me your just overall general thoughts on the series. What'd you think of it when you finished watching it? I loved it. Like, like I said, I saw episode one and I, you know, I'm definitely more of a visual guy. So the animation is what drew me in. And I had never seen animation like this before. Uh, so, you know, I, I tried to 
I don't know. I gotta say, figure it out. But you know, as I was watching, I became more intrigued by it. And like we were saying just prior to getting on, you know, it is like that perfect blend of 2D and 3D and fine art. You know, Michael was saying about the backgrounds being painted. It's it's like, you know, every artist's dream come true. And then to see it uh, animated, you know, that kind of hit me in the feels because I love animation. So. I, I just fell in love with it. And then it turned out, man, this is a really good story, you know, and every episode. Yeah, story is absolutely incredible. I mean, there's tropes here and there, of course, that are, you know, fairly redundant with about anything like that. But <laughs> I mean, overall, though, it was just, you know, it was just really good. You know, I, I never saw myself really getting into a, uh, you know, feeling for the characters in a cartoon, um, as much as I had this, you know, I mean, outside of, you know, the Disney movies, you know, and they're, they're just amazing. But mm-hmm. I mean, for this new, whatever this is, this style based off of a video game of all things, yeah. um, I just really, really got into it. Um, I, I don't, you know, music was amazing. Uh, we'll call it cinematography, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's animation, but we'll call it cinematography or should I say the setups of the, of the panels? Mm-hmm. Um, or the frames just unreal like Mm -hmm. before I came down for this you know like I said I was kind of reviewing little bits of episodes here and there just to kind of you know get a refresher and it was just amazing like you know when the when they're the two girls are the sisters are teamed up again I think it was episode six and they're like back to back and um, I can't remember they're fighting uh, Echo and his crew there Mm -hmm. and it was just man the way that the camera angle just like rotated around them and closed up on uh jinx with her gun and just jeez you know i just oh man just gorgeous just absolutely gorgeous i just it's almost like i i you know it's one of those deals that you're watching you're like man this would kick ass as a live action movie but then you say to yourself well it's kicking ass now yeah you know like i i didn't need to see it live action it's almost like i wish live action would pattern itself after this cartoon you know like after only the live action could be this good yeah there you go yeah you just said it better than i could yeah absolutely like it just it just superseded and i didn't even have any expectations you know going into this because it was i, I hit it completely blind <laughs> and whew, i was just blown away I, I was blown away to the point that you know anyone i would talk to that i you know that liked the genre of you know gaming or animation or just any type of that stuff i i would just praise it to the highest and every single person that I spoke with that um you know hadn't watched it or heard of it or whatever ended up watching it same way mm-hmm. they 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 feel the same way I do it's just like it, it's contagious how awesome <laughs> this this series is and like Sarah yeah. said on the on the WhatsApp there like I cannot wait till the next season like once I know that once I know the release date for that season I'm all about it, yep. you know, and I and I researched the heck out of, you know, the animation company, seeing maybe if they did something else, like, oh, man, if they did this, what else did they do that I missed, you know? And, of course, there wasn't anything else. Um, just something just, to keep you, like, uh, happens. Something you uh, go through the mid-between and you know, so you can get to the next season. <laughs> right? And I, I'm not exaggerating when I would say, you know, I would literally, I could pause at any given moment watching these episodes and I'm looking at an artwork, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I'm just looking at a beautiful artwork. Like I would love to have a still 
from this show, this oh, yeah. this series. Oh my god, I would love to have a still from it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, like a 4K like a high res, like still. a high res still. <laughs> yeah, you know, not. Yeah, there's actually so. um, there's a there's some companies that I've actually found one. This is kind of off on a tangent here, but there's a, a company called Displate where they do like like metal plates, and you can get <laughs> high quality prints on a metal plate that you can then put up on your wall using a magnet that they supply. So like, and you can actually get that stuff custom made. So you could get something like you could find, if you could find like high quality, like high res stills, mm-hmm. you could find one that you really wanted. You could just get it printed up on display. They're not like super expensive. They're not super cheap either. I would say they're like 40, 45 bucks. Hmm. And I didn't know that. What about copyright issues, though, Michael? I, I don't. I don't know entirely, to be honest. But I don't. I mean, they have a ton of stuff on there already. Oh, do they? Yeah, they have movies, posters, all kinds of stuff. So wow. and it may not matter. I'm tell you, send me a link to that at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. I'd be very interested in, you know, getting a really cool image from this. Because mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, I'm, you know, I remember months ago I said something about how much I love the Batman Ninja uh, animation mm-hmm. style. I just like was in love with it. I thought, oh my gosh, nothing's ever going to be better than this, you know. And then I saw it in Star Wars on the uh, the animation Star Wars thing. Visions, uh, yeah, Visions. Remember the first episode? And I was, you know, it was that same uh, company. And I was like, wow, there it is. You know, there's the Batman Ninja people doing this, and it was awesome. And I just never thought I would see anything as captivating as this uh, style. And it's it, you know, I'll wrap it up here because I don't want to waste everyone's night, but. <laughs> It is easily the single greatest animation series I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Done. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like there you go. Done. I can't say anything more. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Next. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I up next? Yep. You're you're next. Uh, well, I mean, I'm gonna echo a lot of what he said. And speaking of echo, but yeah, I mean. The art is incredible. The characters, like, characters in the beginning, like, I couldn't have given a crap about. (laughs) They added, like, so much depth and story that you get invested in them. Like, really, really good uh, dialogue and character development. And even characters that you absolutely hate, you're still invested in. And it knows when to rip your heart out (laughs) and to, you know, when to just give you this whole beautiful world and you care for both sides it's a great great story and my friends kind of filled me in like on what to what season two might be i'm just i can't i can't wait <laughs> like literally when i finished this the first thing i did is like hey when's season two coming out and they have no date but they said well it's not going to be this year <laughs> yeah, I know. it's like oh i've I heard it's not going to take as long it's this it said it's not going to take Nearly as long to do this because I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they have all the the character models are already there. Uh, yeah. A lot of the style, they have the animation, the technology. They've already done all that stuff. So the stuff that took them so long to do, I guess the only thing they have to do now is just write the script and then, you know, uh, you know, it's obviously it's a, ton, a ton of work, but still, you know, not as much. If it takes, if it takes like you know a couple of years or something. That's fine, but it's not. It shouldn't take like six years. Like, please, twenty twenty three. Like, I don't think it could like go two years. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I need to know. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of hope that as successful as this was and, you know, as applauded as it was, I kind of hope there's another company out there that's like, oh, yeah, well, check this out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hope this really, like, ushers in a new wave of just this quality of animation yes. and yeah. series. I really do hope it, it does that. It, it, yeah, yeah that, definitely. That's one thing I've always, like, like, I've always liked anime, but if the animation isn't like as captivating like if there's not enough emotions on the characters faces like i just i can't get drawn into it it bothers me but this like it's so emotive in everyone like they really put detail into the eyes and expressions and like that's what really draws me in and along with all the art and everything but yeah they just did did it right (laughs) yeah uh yep jacob I mean, I'm pretty sure they covered about everything I could possibly ever think <laughs> to cover. Yeah. But yeah, no, I have to um, completely agree uh, in every facet. It's just stunning and amazing. And honestly, of 2021, it has to have, honestly, for me, it was probably the best thing I think that has come out of 2021 when it comes to. Wow. Me. Uh, the, just the animation style, the story, the fact that it is a property based off of a video game and it was able to draw in audiences that nobody knows that dang thing about mm-hmm. these characters mm-hmm. and captivate them. Yep. You can't do that with 90% of anything nowadays because storytelling isn't always able to just captivate people or get people invested in these characters as well as this show did exactly and it, and it proves how with a passion project and how if you get the right people behind stuff it did a great job of making it something that everybody could enjoy no matter who you are no matter what if you have a connection or not to the the game mm-hmm. it was fantastic and it showed uh and kind of like to Rick's point, I honestly, there's so many times I wanted to pause, look at the timestamp and pull it up on my computer so I can maybe make a freaking wallpaper out of it because there's just <laughs> random, like you could pause anywhere and it was just picturesque. Yeah, I tried to, but Netflix doesn't let you. It just turns out black. Off the computer please. screen. Yes. Oh wow! Okay. You Never can't tried snap it. it. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. And it's just you. you there, I guarantee there's probably some now that uh, people can like find. Like you can find like 40 wall or not 40, uh, 4K wallpapers. Yeah. Of the show because like there's just too many just stellar and stunning moments and scenes yeah. in the show. So beautiful. Yeah, and yeah, of course the characters are great and. Uh, I will say there is one other actor I do know from Ooh. something else, Kevin Alejandro, who voiced Jace. He, if people have been watching Lucifer, he's in that. Mm. His most notable thing uh, recently. He he's got very notable ties to playing the cop role in a lot of <laughs> shows and movies here lately. Like he was in Southland. He was in. Um, he was in Arrow for a time he was brother blood so he's got like he's got some decent geek credits under his belt which is really kind of cool to think about uh like he, he's not obviously his big name but i it was cool to see him getting some more work because i think he's kind of surprisingly underrated in everything he's been in 
Yeah. He, he was great. Like, voice act, all the voice actors, man. Oh, yeah. They were, like, you forget that they're actors, like, recognizable actors, because they just did such a good job. Like, until I looked up after watching the whole thing, I had no idea that Vi was Haley Steinfeld, and I know her and I love her. <laughs> so I was just like, I would have never, it never would have clicked if I didn't look that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I knew uh, that, but I didn't know going into it either. You know what I mean? I just kept yeah. watching it, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I I like her better as a voice actor as compared to an actor. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that, yeah. I mean, like I, like I said, I'll probably just be uh, echoing what everyone's saying here. But ultimately, <laughs> it's... It's amazing because I never played League of. Oh no, I can't. I have played League of Legends. I played it for like twenty minutes one day, <laughs> long time ago. I mean, it wasn't that I wasn't even interested. I mean, I I liked it. I just didn't have the time to get into it, and so it all. It just one of those games that fell to the wayside. And I never really picked it back up again. I had nothing against it. I, like I said, I enjoyed it, but I just was like, okay, this is cool, but I just don't have time to play this right now. And by the time. Time did free up for me. I, you know, had other games I was playing. So it's just one of those things that's always been on the back burner for me. So, you know, when I found this, this was a League of Legends thing. When Raker, when you suggested like, hey, you, you got to watch this. This is amazing. I was like, all right, look, Raker says, you got, you know, got to do it. You know, <laughs> fine, I'll do it. You know, but at the same time, I'm thinking, man, League of Legends, what? No, yeah. come on. You know, this this isn't that good. It it's probably gonna be like decent or something. Like for a video game a video game adaptation, it's gonna be awesome. But for uh, you know, just as in general, is it really as good? Uh probably not. And it turned out to be just as good as you said it was gonna be. Um I I just think that it's a it's a tour de force in every aspect that you could possibly want for any yeah. anything whether it be a live action movie or an animated movie doesn't matter atmosphere check uh fantastic performances check uh nuanced unbelievable storytelling check uh it just you know it just goes on uh, the, the score you know just keep oh. going on and on and on it's like everything you check off what you would want to check off for things like what makes this a great movie or what makes a great movie or a great tv show uh in terms of the terms of the qualities the general qualities you want in anything it's just like check 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 right down the list you're like mm -hmm. well checks everything okay um even the intro is so damn good. I never oh, skipped it once. I never did either. I watched it every single time. <laughs> so good. And I, and I tell you what, I've had people say, um, okay, so we're, we're kind of done with our, um, you know, our general thoughts here. So, you know, spoiler warning for getting into other stuff. So we're going to, let's talk about the, the, the music here. Um, some people, I have heard people say, some people said, you know, this is just, it feels like this isn't the right kind of music for this show, right? It's just like, it's just totally doesn't feel like it's the vibe of this show, right? You got a steampunk atmosphere, uh, more like a kind of fantasy sci-fi kind of thing going on. I I disagree. I, I think the oh, it's great. theme song by Imagine Dra Dragons is just stellar. Yeah. 
frankly. Well, you, yeah. you know why they picked it, right? Well, because Magic they, Dragons yeah. actually did a soundtrack mm-hmm. for the game. Yep. As mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's just anyone who has that thought is like man, they look up look look up some of that like they made music directly for mm-hmm. league of legends and everything yeah so it's like it's yeah. for their tournament for, they made the yeah. warrior song exactly so they're like they made fans. music yeah, yeah they're, they're huge. huge fans of it so like it fits perfectly and they yeah it was just like a love letter to both yep, yep. and and you know they they also do other other songs in the show as you yeah. go through the nine episodes but even outside of the the, the music from them, you have just a, a traditional score. And I think the score itself, the music that plays is just itself very good. I mean, I was mm-hmm. really happy with the way it set up atmosphere and, you know, mood and everything that uh, for the scenes and stuff. So I, I have no complaints when it comes to the music whatsoever. Um uh, let's talk about the animation. I know we've touched on it a little bit so far. Uh, so the animation is a combination of a variety of, of things. You've got kind of like the cell shaded animation style. The backgrounds is, is uh, as Barry alluded to is uh, all hand painted. Okay. And then they did the cell shaded animation and then they used uh kind of 2D like animation for a lot of the effects. So like the explosions, the smoke and stuff. So there's actually a variety of different animation styles that make up that. And plus I think the on the characters themselves, on top of the cell shaded animation, I think they have textures which they've also kind of layered on top of that too. So you kind of have a lot of different things going on at the same time on screen. And you almost want to think that isn't going to work because you've so many different kinds of animation simultaneously. And then, but it all comes together. It, it, mm-hmm. it's just, it's great. Um, I actually wondered for a little while if it, initially when I, I, I was watching, I was like, Maybe this is being rotoscoped, just rotoscoping on a, just a vastly different level. Maybe they were like acting out these scenes or something. And that quickly uh, went out the window because I realized some of the shot selections that they were doing, like, well, there's no way people are doing this, jumping from rooftops and uh, the angles yeah. and shot selection. Like, okay, this is definitely not happening. But um but no, I I think the animation is is just amazing, and it's not even just that; it's the lighting, the lighting mm-hmm. in this in this is amazing. That's something that a lot of people don't pay attention to, right. is the lighting, and like you said, the cinematography, uh, the shot selection. There's a lot of wide shots which are really well done. Uh, I. I don't know what else to say about the animation other than the fact that it's maybe the best. I never, I never thought that anything from an animation standpoint for me would, would match or surpass uh, into the spider verse for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this one, this one does. I mean, whether it matches up or maybe it slightly passes up to you or I mean anybody really. But for me personally, I'm like, man, 
I I honestly think this is the best animated thing I've ever seen. It even even surpasses Into the Spider Verse, and that is saying something. Yeah, me. yeah. It's almost like you want to just take this company, this animation company, the French one. I can't pronounce it, and be like, "All right, your job is to do Marvel." You know what I mean? Your job is to do. I would know, love to see them do some oh, stuff. Oh, that would God. be great. Uh, could you imagine if, a what if season oh, two? What if what if season two in this animation style? I would have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would just be out of this universe. It would just be so amazing. Honestly, right. I would be down for them to be in charge of X-Men. Yeah. X-Men go like do another animated show with the X-Men and have them behind it. Yeah, I have a feeling that's it took what them probably I, about I think two years to do though. Oh god, yeah. But like it would be worth it. Like oh, yeah. so I'd many go, different I'd characters. I'd go watch this on the theaters. Watching. Yeah. Truly, I would I don't care if it's nine hours long, take my money. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There you go, take my I'm money. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we need to talk about story and the characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so, so much. Go ahead. Pack. I always, I, I yeah. man. <laughs> um, you guys are better at that than I am. So where, how about where, it? Where do you? Where do you even start? I think we need to start at like the end of episode three because we could talk a bit about like the beginning, but it's all character build up, which we're kind of anyone who's listening to this, and I hope has watched this. Okay, so basically, uh, powder. Um, which is the younger sister of, of uh, Vi. Uh, she's always messing up, right? She's young. She's not into confrontation. Um, when there's that fist fight early on, like episode one, she's like shrinking, shying away. She doesn't like violence. No. Okay. And But she wants to help, and yet they're telling her, you got to stay behind. And so, of course, she decides to tag after them because uh, um, they have to go and save Vander. He's been kidnapped. And uh, so the funny thing, well, not the funny thing, it's the tragic thing, really, is that right before Powder, because she finds those gemstones that have the the magical Magical power, abilities that are unstable. Though. Unstable. And... Uh, she decides she wants to help, so she, tra- she trails after them. After they've already gotten there, they've gotten inside. They actually have everything under control, which is the tragic thing. If she doesn't <laughs> do anything, they get out, right? Because yeah. the, the the door is being pounded on at that point, but it's closed. And uh, I can't think of the Milo. Is it Milo? Milo's got the crazy spiky hair. Right. No. No. The other one. Um, Oh, uh, I always forget the other guy's name. I, I do yeah. too. <laughs> uh, not Milo, not the skinny scrawny guy. <laughs> right. Mel? So many characters. I don't blame you guys. Right. For anyway, he's, he's, he's the one. He's the Benzo. I think. Is that Benzo? Benzo. No, no, no. That Benzo is the bartender. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Was it, I think it was Mel, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mel's the counselor girl. Oh, yeah. Clagger. Oh. Clagger. That's it. It's Clagger? Clagger. That's I have it. no okay. idea. So Clagger, <laughs> he's like he's like the big one. He's like the big friend, right? He's got the strength yeah, and everything. The so he's pounding out the wall, oh, right? He's yeah. knocked out all these bricks. Yeah. They're gonna get out. And then Powder throws in this this uh monkey, like the clapping monkey with the symbols. Uh, 
and it gets close, it claps, and then explosions start happening, and then, you know, Clegger dies, and like both both the friends die, Myla and dies. Myla dies, uh, and then Vi and uh, uh, Vander are really Vander, hurt. They are they're they're injured, and basically she. She kills a, a bunch of people. She does. Yeah. She kills a bunch of people. And at the end of the day, you can make an argument that she she really kills Vander in a, in a way, again, because they were going to get out. And anyway, so so uh, Vander uh, ends up getting injected with that stuff. Uh, the uh, Shimmer, mm-hmm. he attacks the... I can't remember the guys. He's the street thug who they inject with Shimmer, and he gets all like, you know, superpowered. Yeah, it's just a poor kid off the street, pretty mm, much. Right. Yeah. And so Vander ends up can you know basically killing him and then uh he dies and uh Vi, you know, blows up with powder, slaps her and and blames her for calls what her happened. A jinx. Calls her a jinx, right. And and runs away. And then you know, of course, ever the opportunist, <laughs> slimy opportunist that he is, Silco, who's the guy that that kidnapped um, uh, Vander, Vander in the first place. He he comes and I think he's gonna kill her. I think you know you get the sense like the only reason she doesn't die is that she immediately runs up and hugs him. Yep. And then he kind of strokes her hair and tells her that, uh, you know, everything's going to be fine. That it's you know, going to be okay. <laughs> you know, and. And at that moment, I think he's being the opportunist, you yeah. know, this is going to work to his favor later on. And at that moment, like there's no care, just looking for the future for another weapon kind of thing. Right. And I guess the thing is with the first three episodes, because it's, it's nice to break this down into three separate parts. Is that the the first three parts, the first three episodes, do a really fantastic job of setting up the character mm-hmm. characters, uh, mm-hmm. because we are going to get to a time jump, and so we need to know who these characters are, the tragic, you know, part of this whole story, at least the first tragic part, that uh, is going to set them on the next phase of their journey. And so, like, I was saying how I thought Vander was a pretty cool character. Right, he started this rebellion with Silco. He ended up Silco. I think wanted to take it too far. Yeah, and and so he turned on Silco, tried to kill him, and I think he thought I think he thought he killed him. Um, no, because he no. ended up stabbing him. He and, oh, that's uh, right. He did stab him. That's right. And then like oh, that's right. Silco ran away after the stab. I think after he stabbed, I think Silco got yep. away. Um, and then. Uh, and then he, uh, Vander, he kind of brokers this peace with the the captain of the the uh the like the police force or whatever you want to call him, um, yeah. up top. And so, like it, like I said, it reminds me of of uh, um, oh, what's it called? I just, I just mentioned it. Uh, when we were on. Snowpiercer, right? Where you have John Hurt's character and the the conductor at the front. Right? They have this agreement going on. This is the way we keep the peace. This is the way we keep the balance. This is the way we keep things from getting too crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's kind of what, what Vander's doing. Uh, otherwise, there's going to be consistent rebellions and people dying on both sides. Yeah. So, um, but then that happens with Powder. Uh, so quickly, what did you guys all think of, like, when we got to the end of the third episode, um, what did you think of of the story so far? Did you... Were you mad at Powder, you know, or did you feel just feel bad for her? She wanted to help, or what were your thoughts? Just bad for the whole situation. <laughs> just tragic. It's tragic. so tragic, and it's it's foreshadowing too for Jinx in later life. But that this is just she wants to help, but she just man, she, no one should let her have any kind of weaponry. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she's you know. <sighs> It's not her fault at all. She just wanted to help, wanted to be like her sister, part of the group, as any kid would, except the stakes are just so much higher. And just unfortunate consequences that you wouldn't have as a normal child. But, yeah, man, it is an unfortunate situation, especially, like, to cherry on top is Silco finding her, like... And then, of course, Vi getting grabbed by the enforcers, like... And man, it could have been fine if they just were able to find each other again, but no. <laughs> then we probably wouldn't have a story. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah. Uh, we get introduced to Jace and what, Victor? Um, uh-huh. Jace, Jace is the one that finds the stones and he's determined to, you know, he gets thrown out of the, out of the, what, the academy uh, because he's dealing with magic, which they don't want to even touch. And then, you know, they go in, they discover this, they they put their theory to the test. They it works, and then we they stabilize it. They stabilize it, and they create, you know, uh, the, this what do they call it? Hex. Hex tech. Hex tech. Yeah, that's right. Hex tech. Yeah. And uh, so we jump ahead at the after the third episode, uh, we get a time jump. It's around seven or eight eight years uh, ahead, and uh, the whole city has been transformed with Hextech. There's now like way gates, uh, you know. There's instantaneous tele- uh, trans transportation from from far distances. Um, just so many things that have have brought a, a ton of prosperity to the city mm-hmm. but a lot of that prosperity is not getting to the underside of course as per usual right yeah and silco is taken over now that vander's gone he's taken over the underside uh, of course to the det- detriment of everybody and uh now there's no powder there is only jinx yeah and she is a bad person i mean in terms of like not that she's a bad per well she is, but she's a sympathetic bad person. She's someone who is clearly has layers and layers of trauma. Yes. And the only way I can describe Jinx, and it's something that's not uncommon, I thought about it, and it seems like everyone else says the same thing, at least in the broad strokes, is they say Harley Quinn. Yeah, she's very yeah. much Harlequin-esque. Um, unstable. She's like the magic crystals in an unstable form. Like she's yeah, she has a lot of power behind her and she can be very detrimental. She's got a she's got, you know, basically two personalities going on <laughs> here. She's got powder and jinx. 
Um, she's extremely violent. She can flip on, on a switch just like uh, Harley Quinn does. Uh, and while Silco is a much more sympathetic character than the Joker is, um, just because the Joker is just crazy and insane her. and using her. I mean, I think Silco... See, the thing with this Silco's character is, and this is one of the hallmarks of how good this show is, Silco mm-hmm. starts out as a really terrible character. And frankly, he is a terrible character all throughout. However, yes. there's one thing, and, and he manipulates, I think he manipulates uh, Jinx uh, all the way throughout from the end of episode three all the way to the till his dying breath, okay, personally. Um at the end of the, the series, and we'll get to that. But one of the things he does is that he does – There, you do believe he does care a lot about her. And this is one redeeming quality his, is that it, yes. he absolutely loves her and would probably mow down the entire city just to keep her alive. Right. Um, maybe. We'll get to it, though. We'll get to it. But I think he does legitimately really love her. And it's why he gives her so much slack. And when people bring her up, that he's just like, just worry about your own business, whatever. Um, But so he's, but he's very manipulative, of course, even with her. Um, And so the next three episodes really is about. it's about the sisters meeting up again and uh, how that kind of happens, right? So we see that V has been in prison for years and uh, we have Caitlin, who's a soldier. She's like, she was in the early episode. She's like the daughter of this really like high ranking family that her mother is on the council. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not like, you're not, like she doesn't want to like, do what most daughters of high rich people would want to do, I guess, which is just live a comfortable life and go to socialite stuff and, you know, parties and whatnot. She wants to be a soldier. She wants to do something like meaningful, meaningful. Right. She becomes a, a soldier. Uh, she just guards tents and stuff. Cause they don't think she's capable of doing more. And anyway, she ultimately ends up going in, getting V out because she has a theory about where this is all coming from, all in the underside. And that starts their pairing off. And the moment that I, I, I thought that the mom, there was a moment where I realized that there was a romantic undercurrent between those two <laughs> was when he called her cupcake, or when V called mm-hmm. her cupcake um, in a playful way. And I thought, okay, I think I know where this is going. And I was right. And it was actually, I thought, really well done. I, I liked, I liked yeah. that a lot. Um, and so then the sisters meet up again, which, Barry, you said that uh, you really liked the moment where the sisters meet up again and they're back to back, right? And they're fighting uh, the, was it the, the Fireflies? The Fireflies, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. So, uh Barry, what what did you think of that scene? Like, with the sisters, they finally meet up together for the first time in like seven or eight years, and there's emotion, and there's anger, and there's suspicion, and there's like all these different things going on at the same time. 
And then it turns out the leader of the Fireflies is Echo. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> what a twist. So, <laughs> so it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I was waiting wow. for when he'd come back. <laughs> you know what? I, I forgot totally about him. Escaped me. Yep. Same. I forgot about I totally, him. Yeah, I got so indulged with everything else that I forgot about that. But that scene yeah. was, that was one of, well, amongst many. But that was, you know, I thought that one was just insane. Probably another great scene was when, uh, and I hate to, you know, pick all these great scenes, is uh, when <laughs> Jace decided to roll in there with the gauntlets. The no, not hammer. with the gauntlets, with the, the hammer, hammer, right. Yeah. And, she, and she had the gauntlets. I finally was interested uh, in him when he's got the hammer. That was just man. That that might have been one of my other favorite scenes, but you know, well, yeah, that's his weapon yeah. of choice in the game is that hammer. Yeah, I'm like, this is familiar. Uh, like, yeah, I was gonna say probably if you game, you probably would be familiar with that. You know, I was yeah. not. It's funny, Rake. Did you uh, did you did you see the moment that she put those? I think when she put those gauntlets on, did you remember what they what she called them? No. I can't remember the top of my I want to say she called them, I'm pretty sure she called them like the Artemis gauntlets. And then that made me go. I think you're right. That made me realize, I'm like, oh, are they, are they nodding to, um, um, oh, why can't I think of it? Oh, God, uh, what's it called? Um, it's, it's battle battle chasers battle chasers (laughs) golly remember because her father was artemis and he had those gauntlets and they were the artemis gauntlets that's right these are mechanical artemis gauntlets (laughs) only the most old school comic geeks would have picked up on that michael that's right that's right i will take my i didn't pick up on that take my bow thank you you deserve Um, it you deserve it (laughs) so i thought i'm like oh like oh that's awesome because you've put if you put like if you changed uh uh, V's hair from red to, yeah. to yellow, she be golly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. So, um, that'd be something. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That battle, the like the, the the they meet up and it's like all this emotion and and what I liked about that scene too was that you had you know, they're, they're all emotional. They hug and then she gets suspicious because Caitlin shows up and she thinks, okay, you're just here for this gem. And, you know, V's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what this thing is. And then also, Caitlin's got blue hair. So she's like a powder replacement type right, looking thing. Right. So. And then uh, as they're fighting, uh, like you could see V is like, keeps staring over at powder and she has to adjust her like opinion of who her sister is now. Yeah. Because her only remembrance of her sister was when she was little. Now she's older and she's like mowing down people with this giant, (laughs) you know, like, like, what is it? Basic Gatling gun. gun. (laughs) Yeah. It's this Gatling gun. Just, just just mowing people down and, you know, just vicious and yeah i thought that that was uh was well done and then you've also got jace and uh and victor what they're going through up there right so he's been essentially anointed leader of the city you know everyone just basically takes their cues from him but he's also being manipulated um like i thought 
you know, I thought the whole time that uh, was it. Is it Mel? Is it Mel? I, I counselor. Yeah, Mel. Uh, yeah. I thought for the longest time, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, she's playing 4D chess. Yes. She's totally playing. So she is. She's got this massive like plan. Like she's been wanting power, and she's gonna find a way. Like when they got together, like when she slept with him, I thought, "Here we go. All right, she's gonna, she's gonna sleep with them, and then they're gonna get married, and then, oops, huh? He just fell off this parapet, and you know, uh, I guess I, you know, I got all the power now, right? I got to control all this technology, and and so I kind of thought this was a whole play for her to kind of become the most powerful person in the city, and that didn't happen. And actually, I'm. I'm pleasantly surprised by it. I was actually happy that they didn't go down that route because I think that that was the expected route. I expected that to be what was going to happen. Yeah. And it didn't. And I think it was probably partially her intention going into this is to use him and manipulate him, but ended up just wanting to be his partner and falling in love and all that good stuff (laughs) instead of actually, you know, going... I think you no, might be right there. <laughs> I think you might be right. I think she may have been planning something and then realized, like, this is a good dude. And, you know, I yeah. just, I think there was the moment when he came in when, when Victor was, um, when he found out he was sick and dying. Yeah. And he, like, laid his head on her lap. And she just, like, almost, like, didn't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. she was kind of, like, shocked. Like, you came to me? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And then she kind of realized, like, oh, he actually trusts me. He wants, you know. Confide in her. Right. And I think that made her maybe pause and rethink, you know, what her opinion was. Uh, Jacob, what what do you think of the the next three episodes, like, after the third one? Like, what did you think of it? Because there's so much, I mean, there's so much in this. We could talk. We could talk for three hours about this show, (laughs) just the plot. Easily. But, like, what do you think about the second, like, the middle chapter of the whole first season? Oh, it it was great. It was it was the culmination of like the development we got in the first three episodes and really kind of laying out so much detail to these characters, even more so than what we got. Like the good guys aren't all good. They're not purely good people. Mm. The bad guys aren't purely bad. Everyone is all these varying shades of gray and they mm. all have their own mm-hmm ego and pride and Mm -hmm. issues and they did such a great job like characters that we would not have even thought of like like you guys mentioned like we all thought from the get-go mel was just going to be this cold power climbing counselor and then you find out she's not especially when it gets into her backstory a little bit Mm -hmm. and it just it just it just expands and makes every character feel just so fleshed out and so well done and throws so many great surprises in there. I never felt like a single character through the whole nine episodes ever did anything out of character. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like, and you know, it's rare to say that really it's rare to say that I, I can only think, uh, well, I probably could think of more if I really, really sat down. But I mean, 
it's not often that that happens. Usually you're like, ah, I don't know, like why'd that person do that? They never do that. That doesn't make any sense, right? It, they just do things out of character because from a plot perspective, the writers yeah. need to get X person to, to, to go here. And so they need to do, make them do something they wouldn't normally do just for the sake of the plot. And for this, I just felt like everything was organic. You know, everything felt organic from the the plot itself to the characters and their actions, the dialogue. I mean, we haven't even talked about the, the dialogue is fantastic. It felt very natural, the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, exceptionally well done. Um, all right, let's let's go to the, the back end of the season. Um, so we have V and Caitlin, they get together. And uh, obviously, <laughs> and, and let's be honest, I thought on that bridge, okay, uh, when Echo and Caitlin oh, and V are heading yes. back, you know, get this plan, and, and she's up there watching them, and she's watching V and Caitlin hug, and she's like, no, 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 it's just a hug. It's just a hug. And she's <laughs> like, it's like Gollum. Oh. It's like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, where she's like... <laughs> Like arguing with herself, you know, out yeah. loud. And uh, and then, you know, we we see that how that all goes down, you know. Um, she comes down and just like lays waste. <laughs> and when when she and Echo battled, I oh, wow. thought that, that was my favorite scene. I thought they were dead. I thought they were dead. I like there's no way they're both dead. <laughs> you know, because they take each other out. Well, yeah, because yeah. she pulls a bomb out, and you know, it's oh, like yeah. right next to her hand, and boom. And I'm like, okay, I didn't expect that, you know. And now they didn't die. Maybe a little unbelievable, but we are talking about a a, a show with with some pretty, you know, it's fantasy, right? It's, it's fantasy sci-fi, right? So you, you know, it just it's fine. But you know, they explode or this explosion, uh. And Silka gets her to, I can't remember the guy's name because we only see him for like, what, a couple of episodes, but he's the guy underground or underneath the, the waterways that the uh, doctor. Yeah. The doctor that that Victor meets when she, when he was young boy and um, goes back to, and so Silka takes him there and then he's able to actually bring, well, bring her back, heal her up basically on the verge of death and injects her with shimmer and and basically she's okay um essentially like a little bit of shimmer yeah can Heal do you, wonders but too much yeah. can turn you into an addict and a monster <laughs> right right uh so that scene on the bridge was amazing does anybody else want to add anything to um, jacob you just said it's your favorite scene though yes the fight clash between echo and jinx it, it is my favorite scene in this entire show. Wow. The animation, the moment of like, it, it felt like a better version of how the Sherlock movies tried to do, where RDJ Sherlock was like anticipating everything. It felt like a, just a better version of that. And it was so cool to witness like him using the stopwatch mm-hmm. and, and like just the way they animated it scene itself was fantastic and the score mm-hmm. oh it was just so <laughs> so cool and it made echo probably one of my favorite characters from the show because mm-hmm. of that alone it mm-hmm. was so freaking awesome to see 
Yeah. And, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, I do like that the the romance between Caitlin and, and uh, V is it's kind of underplayed, which is nice. I mean, only in that I think that it's there was so much going on in the show. For one, they didn't have a ton of time to devote to like. Given how quickly things are moving, right, they had to kind of develop that kind of under like the surface and then yeah. you kind of only realize like really they make it apparent later, but it's, it's just, I think, well handled and, and subtle. And I thought that was great, you yeah. know, because for the longest time early on, I thought it was going to be like, Oh, okay. Uh, Caitlin and uh, Jace. Right. Of course. Right. They're kind of like in a, you know, he's part of their family initially. Cause he's like, they're his, uh, what his sponsors sponsors or whatever. So like they've known each other for a while, that kind of thing. That's how I always kind of assumed that there was a, there were maybe, maybe Jay's had some feelings for her. Maybe he didn't realize that, you know, she was interested in women. I don't, I don't know. You know, maybe he did know. I have no idea. Um, but I just thought maybe that that she's was, interested in both. <laughs> maybe she, maybe she is. That, that's that's certainly possible. Uh, but I just, you know, I thought, I assumed that was where they, we were heading and, and they didn't. And I thought, just thought it was very well handled. Yep. Um, so then we get to the end game, right? So, yeah. uh, so we have powder, um, AKA Jinx overhears Silco talking to the statue of Vander. And I thought that was a really good scene because it's probably the only time where I think that maybe, maybe for the first time since he, you know, Vander died where he maybe actually wished Vander was alive. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that he could actually have a real conversation and like, what, what should I do here? You know, like I actually need some advice. Um, because he didn't seem to have any animosity. In fact, he poured out like his didn't he like pour out most of his his whiskey, his flask. Pour out a drink for you him. You know. Um you know, so again like another bit of nuance to his character uh there and she overhears him, thinks okay, he's going to betray me because he just went and met Jace who they've made a pact here, like an agreement where uh you know, in exchange for Jinx and um, I think it was Jinx, and then like they were gonna take down all of the factories, the shimmer shimmer factories, and mm-hmm. a couple other things. And then the underside would get access to the waygates and a number of good things that they, you know, that they desperately want. Desperately need, right? Desperately need. And but that meant also giving up her. Yep. Which I thought was really well done it's a massive conflict because we know that that he loves her and so he she abducts caitlin and she abducts silko and is able to bring in uh v after she has this long fight in the bar and then (laughs) you know there's this fantastic sequence there uh where you know she's got Caitlin sitting in the powder chair and has the Jinx chair open and says, okay, if you want me to be powder, then you've got to shoot your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do that, then I'm going to be Jinx. 
So which one do you want me to be? And, you know, meanwhile, Soka is trying to manipulate and he does. At the end of this end of the day, though, it, you know, she shoots and kills Soko. And then, you know, she rushes over and she's sorry. And he says to her, I never would have given you to them. And I know that there's a chance, there's a good chance that he was actually speaking the truth. Because of what he said to the statue when she wasn't listening, when she left, that something like um, our daughters will be the undoing of us, something like similar to that. Right. However, I think that they were on the verge of having things that they needed for so long. I don't know if Silco would have been unable to make that move. Or is there a possibility that even in his dying breaths, he's going to find a way to manipulate her even at the very end? Okay, I'm dying. I'm done here. I'm going to make sure that my last barb, my last sting is going to be to inject just a little more, you know, vitriol between you and your sister. I don't know. I guess you could go either way. It just depends on on how I guess how you view Silco. Uh, I suppose. Um, and like Silco is like he is a baddie, a baddie of baddies. But I honestly view him and Vander as two sides of the same man. They're just they look at the world entirely different. But I honestly think like their end goals are similar. Like they loyalty, protect those closest to you, mm-hmm. and protect your own. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think so that, I think it was genuine. I think Vander was a better person. Way better person. But I do well, agree. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> clearly, clearly. Silco um, was all about protecting his own and making sure that the upside of Piltover suffered for what they put the underside through. Mm-hmm. Right. He didn't care about the upside, like cohabiting with them. He wanted them to suffer as much as they did. Yeah. 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 So it was more of that aspect in contrast. So the last thing that we get here is tragic. As <laughs> as usual, as usual, Powder's gotta make the worst move possible. Uh she's With another crystal. <laughs> gotta make things worse uh by her <laughs> actions. So uh Jace goes to the council, says, this is what I'm planning on doing. This is our fault. We have to bear responsibility for what's happening to the underside. And, and you know, it's not all their fault. It's partly our fault, too. He gets them to agree to the demands uh, that he'd set up. And they all agree. They all raise their hand unanimously to do the right thing. And just as they all have finished raising their hand, Powder shoots a massive magic-propelled rocket <laughs> right towards right at them. the council room. <laughs> and it goes right into the window, and it cuts to black. And let's be honest, they're all dead. <laughs> well, well, maybe we don't know, but but look, I mean, the fact is, it's gonna go in there and explode within like two seconds, so they're probably Some dead. Most will be dead. <laughs> yeah, and 
what's that? What's going to happen? Well, a war, of course, right? Because mm-hmm. the moment that this, she does that, she destroys any chance of peace between the underside and top side. So, yeah. uh, and again, I think that it's just been, it's just a stellar, the pacing is just, it reminds me of season one of Stranger Things. In terms of like, if you go back and you watch season one, I can't think of any fat on that season. And I can't think of any fat on this season at all. I think every, Uh to me, every episode is expertly crafted, expertly paced. You know, all of the elements within the episode, all of the storylines in that particular episode are, are just perfectly balanced. I, I, I everything's purpose. Everything, everything's got a purpose, yeah. and there's nothing that you can go. Well, I think you cut this scene out, or oh, I think you could really trim this one down. I think everything is just it's all perfect. <laughs> I don't know what else to say there. <laughs> um, I do like the themes of classism on here um you know we've got uh ambition love hate uh what what did you guys think of some of the was there some themes or some things you want to briefly talk about here before we wrap things up like because i think there's themes, one thing i want to talk about yeah, go for that like i wouldn't have noticed this if my friend who was watching this with she plays league of legends so she knows the lore and all this stuff I don't think any of us would have picked up on this unless we knew what we were getting into. But in one of the final scenes after, you know, um, Jinx has shot the building, um, there's a couple stills that go by. And one of them is the doctor in, and it's very green lit. And there's, om- there's this like, you think there's just something hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she told me that this, uh, might be a future character called Warwick, and basically a werewolf type oh. creature created mm-hmm. from a body. Yep. And the the current theory is that that's going to be Vander come back. That's uh, I have read that somewhere. Yes, that's that's what I've heard. Where his his body, his dead body, was utilized. <laughs> and who knows if it'll still be Vander, but it'll be Vander's body. <laughs> And I'm just like, that's man, just throw more just, at just, Jinx and Vi. Because right. <laughs> at some point they're gonna find out that it's Vander's body that's being used and uh yeah, that's the yeah. just hey, just more trauma. Why not? And it's you know? it's perfect because I mean they called him like a lap dog and the hound of the underground. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's foreshadowing, like yep. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, so that'll be great. So what do you think of it? You know, there's there's a lot of ideas, a lot of themes that run through this first season of the show. You know, stuff that we've seen before. Uh, like I said, touching on classism is a big, big one, given the the disconnect between the underside and the top side. Um, we go with also with the uh, evils of technology. Yes. Yes, ambition. Goods and bads. Um, ambition, yeah. I think uh, Malcolm from Jurassic Park should be mm-hmm. hopping in here. That whole uh, little speech he gives at the at the dinner 
uh, about just because you basically just because you can doesn't mean you should. And in yeah. fact, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure uh, um, uh, what's his uh, the little creature guy. Heimerdinger. Heimerdinger. Yes, uh, he. I think he actually says the exact thing. Like, yeah, like just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is you know unrived or unchecked ambition doesn't tend to end well. Yeah. You know. So and like we've seen that in so many movies like Terminator and you know the AI and and things like that where, hey, it's really cool that you made X, but now you're gonna wish you didn't. You know, get the wrong mm-hmm. hands and turns into a weapon. Get in the wrong hands, and you just don't know what the limits are yourself. You're in uncharted mm-hmm. waters, and that happens a lot with with Victor. Um, yeah. Look what happens when he was touching the uh, the hexacore and uh, what was her name? That girl, that Sky. Came, Sky that came in and, and oh, yeah. tried to help him, and she gets vaporized into. Thanos, <laughs> right? Poor Victor. You know, yeah, right. like it's funny. Like his character is interesting because I think with Jace, the funny thing with Jace is he starts out as this guy with thwarted ambition. He's just a scientist guy. Like all I want to do is just be a scientist, and then he suddenly becomes a political figure, even though he doesn't really want to be a political figure. Mm-hmm. And it's Victor who's the one who's just really about doing good things and trying to use this technology for good. He wants to help the underside because he came from the underside. Yep. And the whole time he's trying to do so much and yet he's dying and he's got all these afflictions and it's, you know, he's a tragic, he's a tragic figure and, you know, he's not dead yet. So we don't know what's going to happen to him either. Mm -hmm. Assuming he's going to die, but, you know, we don't know yet. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? So we don't even know if, like, we saw like Silco get shot, but man, you never know. <laughs> you just never know with stuff yeah. like this. I mean, if they can bring other people back and turn them into werewolves, why not <laughs> Silco? <laughs> yeah. Um, who knows? <laughs> you know, I think I think it's one of those things where, um. If you look at the characters, I feel like there are so many directions that they could go, you know, and yeah. ultimately, if they craft season two to be anywhere near the quality of season one, I think we're going to be in for a really great ride. Oh. So, and I, I think I have no reason to believe they won't. I'm just hoping that they take their time. And really devote the time to the script stage mm-hmm. because that's where it matters. Like the animation is great and we've seen what they can do. We know everything else should be fantastic. They just have to get the script stuff done well because at the yeah. end of the day, that's, that's the backbone. If, it's, if the scripts are mediocre, it's all going to just be Nothing mediocre. else will matter. Right. Because the animation is fantastic. But even if even if this animation was only half as good as it is, I would still love the show because the story and the characters are so well done. Yep. So. Yeah. Ah, yes. (laughs) 
All right, everyone. Well, um, final thoughts on this, and we're going to jump off of here. So, uh, Barry, give me your final thoughts, and then J- uh, Jacob, Sarah, and then I'll wrap up. I really don't know if there's anything else I can <laughs> say. Um, uh, if you were going to scale, give this a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? Oh, man, you know. 11.5. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, I'm going to give it a 10. I, I swear, I yeah, 10. I mean, you have to go see it. Anyone listening? I mean, if you're listening to, you know, freaking geeks of all things, this is, this is, this is what you have to go see, you yeah. know, yeah. stream or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. it's right up your alley. I promise. Yep. Totally. That's, that's all I got. All right, Jacob, <laughs> you're next. Uh, yeah. I tend to have a 10. It's, a show that I think anybody and everybody needs to watch just to see how far things have come animation story-wise and see what what we can get when people behind the wheel truly care about what they're working on. Yeah. Absolutely. And it shows. Okay. Uh, All right, Sarah, what about you? Yeah, I mean... Everything's just, it's, I'd give it a, a nine because I'm just, I want to give it a little bit of room for season two to even excel beyond this. Like we can hope mm, true. <laughs> it's not like a for sure thing, but you know, we can always hope. Um, Cause I mean, like even Hannibal, like when we first step first season, we thought like, man, it just can't get better than that. And it just kept getting better. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hope that happens for this. But uh, who knows? All I know is I'm going to be suffering withdrawal pains for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll probably watch it a few more times and uh, be eagerly waiting 2023. (laughs) Because, man, we need a a Hexgate time jump. (laughs) That's what we need. But, uh, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And everyone should go watch it. Hmm. All right. Well, for me, I'm going to say this. Um, it's the best thing I've watched all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best movie, best TV show, period. <laughs> and that includes um, 2021. And, I mean, we're only 2016. Wow. Right, right. Uh, okay. I mean, let me go back. It's the best thing I watched in 2021. Yeah. And, you know, I would put this as much, uh, this even surpasses Dune for me. And I love Dune. Yeah. I think Dune might have been the best movie I watched all year last year. And this even surpasses dune for me um i just think on just every it hits everything on every level so perfectly um where you can make some really you know legit criticisms i guess anybody any criticism is really legit but you know there's some things about dune that even i would go okay you know that maybe could have been been done better this maybe could have been done better and in this here for me at least i just don't think that there really is anything i have no real legit complaints uh, like I was think trying to figure out what to make a complaint of the whole time. I was like, what you, is there anything I didn't think they did well? Is there anything I can complain about? I'm like, no, everything is <laughs> feels great. Everything feels organic. Everything feels just well put together. I don't know what else to say. So, um, yeah, it's just, it was a great time. I love it. And I can't wait to see season two. Agreed. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening to us. Rimble on about this fantastic show um arcane uh league of legends season one uh 
it's going to be at least a couple of years probably until we get season two, hopefully less than that. But uh, regardless, I just hope that they make it as least as good as this. And if they do that, then we're really watching something fantastic. So, all right, everyone. Well, I will uh, be talking to you soon again. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Have a good one, guys. See you. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanage. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.